In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, you who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of all that is good, master of life, come, dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Today, I would like to finish chapter 19. That would be, we go from verses 25 to 42. Uh, the last part will go quickly, the first part will not, because of its importance. Um, just to recall, um, they've crucified Jesus. Now John starts to talk about a very momentous event that happened while Jesus was on the cross. And so he starts, There were standing by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and the sister of his mother, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary the Magdalene. We're not quite sure whether that's three people or four, but it's probably four. Then there's the four women, then there's the four soldiers. So for that reason, there's probably four people. Now, Jesus, seeing the mother and the disciple standing there, whom he loved, said to the mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, uh, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple received her into his own. That's very literal, because we need it very literal for uh, what we're going to be doing now, looking at this text. See, right after that, that's verse 27. First words of verse 28. After this, Jesus knowing that now, after that act, all things had been accomplished. And so... Um, this is significant, okay? And that's why after this other part, he finally says, Teleste, it is accomplished. So, by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and then these other women, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary the Magdalene. Then we enter into a uh, revelation formula. Jesus, seeing the mother and the disciple standing there, whom he loved, said to the mother, woman, behold your son. Now, this is the second time and the only other time that Mary is in the Gospel of John. The other time is Cana. And Cana foreshadows all of this. If you remember, Mary said to Jesus, they have no wine. And he said, woman, how does that affect you and me? Has not my hour already come? I don't have time to go back and explain why I translate it, not, I'm not the only one, that way. In other words, woman, from now on, I call you woman, 
In that culture, a man never calls his own mother woman, ever. Jesus calls the woman at Samaria, woman, believe me, the hour is coming. He says to Mary Magdalene, woman, who are you looking for? But never to a mother, ever. So when he says woman here, and this is the only other time in the Gospel of John that Our Lady is present. Both times he calls her woman. If you remember way back when we were doing chapter 2, I pointed out, she shall be called woman because she is taken from man. Isha, she is taken from Ish in Hebrew. So he's calling her woman there in Cana and now. You are Eve and I am Adam. And we are starting the race all over again. And so, woman, behold your son. Next to you there. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. Now, I want to go slowly here. I pointed out before when we saw it, for instance, uh, three times John the Baptist is recorded as having seeing said. It's a revelation formula. Seeing Nathaniel, he said, Behold an Israelite. John the Baptist, seeing Jesus, said, Behold the Lamb of God. So this is a revelation formula, okay? Woman, Eve, behold your son. That is your son. This is revelation. From now on, you are the mother of the church. There's John standing there, the disciple. You are the mother of the disciple. Now, so it's, it's revelation. You see that, okay? Now, as I've already pointed out, it's solemn. It's Adam talking to Eve. Woman, behold your son. Eve, I, Adam, are telling, I'm telling you, we are starting a new family, a new race. In other words, from now on, everyone who is coming to the Father, even those who don't realize it, are our children, you and I. And that's the point of this um, text, okay? Now, I could give you, oh, I have it somewhere here, there's a list, I could give you a list of about five or six, five actually, opinions, earnest opinions. But I think that an article written by uh, Father de Goethe, maybe 35 years ago now, helped show us this revelation formula. And then the use of the word woman. Why would Jesus call his mother woman? He wouldn't. If all he meant was his 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 mother, but Eve, see, behold your son, and then to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her unto his own. Istaidia. Now, friend of mine, Father Dilipotery, who's dead now, went through all of Greek literature. It's not. Um, as difficult as it used to be, because you can put on, put in these CDs and then do a search, East Aedia, and uh, maybe there's 6,000 of them in Greek literature, I don't know how many, 
but it never means take her home. So it can't mean here, he took her into his own house. He did. But John does this all the time. He, uh, he uses a word that means one thing and much more. We'll see another one of this. Bowing his head, he handed over the Spirit. Doesn't just say, we used, to get, we used to translate that, he gave up the ghost. No, he handed over the Spirit. Nobody ever said that about death before. Uh, so, it's evocative. In other words, it's over now. To tell us day it is completed. And bowing his head, he handed over the Spirit. You see? So, we have to watch John's wording very, very carefully. So, in other words, for the disciple to take her, Eastaidia means to receive her within himself among those things which belong to him as a believer. And she belongs to him as a believer as mother. She's mother of the church. And this is confirmed by the way the whole reality is described in the, the 12th chapter of the book of uh, Revelation, which we won't have time to go into here. From that hour, the Messiah, the, the Matthew, the Matthew, the Mathetes, the disciple, uh, took her, Istaidia, among those things. Now, this was, took a while even in the early church to get all this worked out. I have here somewhere, here, this is a text from St. Ambrose, which is several centuries later. What did he have as his own? You see, sua in Latin. Except those things he had received from Christ. He was a good owner of the word and the wisdom, a good receiver of grace. Listen to what the apostles received from Christ. Receive, he said, the Holy Spirit. But would the mother of the Lord Jesus have gone to dwell except with one who possessed grace where Christ already has his dwelling? In other words, he sees, Ambrose, that this text, uh, it's so typical of, of uh, John to do this, to use a word that's not the usual word, conveys the meaning, for instance, I think I just said it, and bowing his head, Paredoken topneva, topneva. He handed over the spirit. Nowhere in Greek literature do you find that as a description of death. We used to translate it, he gave up the ghost. It means he handed over the spirit, the Holy Spirit. You see? So, it's another example that's going to follow quite closely, where the, it makes sense, he died, but it's such a strange way of saying it that you know it means more than that. And the same with this. He received her, Eastaidia. He received her among those things that belong to him as a disciple, mother. That makes her mother of the church, okay? The text goes on to say, after this, Jesus knowing that now all had been completed. The last thing that had to be done was that entrusting the disciple to Mary as his mother and, the, and Mary to the disciple as someone who would care for her, 
reverence her and understand her role. And then, in order that the uh, scriptures be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. That comes from Psalm 69. And in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. That's the same psalm that's quoted at the beginning of the gospel. When it says, and they remembered, this is uh, when our Lord drove out all the buyers and sellers in the in the uh, in the temple. They remembered the text said, "You see, a zeal for your house," and they translated, "Will consume me." Well, that same psalm is where we have this, "I thirst." In other words, uh, and for, and in my passion, in the psalm, they gave me vinegar, gall to drink. So this psalm is, which was begun to be alluded to in the very first incident of our Lord's life, is now completing it. You see, he, he's, uh, he tasted this bitter passion. And he said, I thirst. Thirst for what? Thirst for the completion of the plan of the Father. And it's completed by completing the psalm. They gave me, in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. You see how important it is to get to be familiar with the scriptures. Because this is where it all is happening. You can have plenty without knowing all these details, but you can see how much important it is, you see. Uh, so, in order that the scriptures might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. And then, there was a jar there with um, sour wine. And so, putting the wine, uh, the sour wine on a staff, and he gave it to him, I put it up to his mouth. And when he took the wine, the sour wine, Jesus said, Tetelestai. Now everything is complete. And bowing his head, he handed over the Spirit. And that inaugurates the era of the Spirit. Now we have to go back after the break and look at um, this text more closely. <laughs> 